You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Vernon Baptist Church Westwood in Memphis, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 14, Isaiah 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Let's go to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 1, verse 22. Let's start with verse 21. And she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all of this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, The virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. The word of God for the people of God. Could you find a neighbor and say, neighbor? He's still with us. Amen. Church, on this blessed Christmas Eve, as we gather with our hearts focused and turn to the miracle of the incarnation, we give God special thanks for his goodness and mercy. The incarnation is the divine act where God became flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. This is the cornerstone of our Christian faith, a profound mystery that speaks of God's immeasurable love and grace. Help me say the incarnation. The incarnation is the fulfillment of prophecy. You just read it there in the book of Isaiah, then you, we picked it up in the New Testament in the Gospel of Matthew. It was not a random act, but a fulfillment of ancient prophecies. The eagle-eyed prophet Isaiah declares The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and call that son his name Emmanuel. This prophecy, given centuries before Christ's birth, sets the stage for the miraculous event in Bethlehem. It underscores God's faithfulness and his masterful orchestration of history for the redemption of mankind. Oh, I give God praise today. I thank God that we serve one God. We worship one God. Revealed in the Bible, manifest in creation as three persons. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is a mystery 
but is not a contradiction. It may be a mystery, but it is not an impossibility with God. He's the same one God, hallelujah, revealed and manifest in the fully human person of Jesus Christ. Jesus is and is referred to as the Son of God, God the Son, to help us to understand uh, the uniqueness of his existence. Fully God, because he is God, fully human, because he was born of a woman, yet supernaturally conceived. And the church said, Amen. He is the supernatural, sinless God in flesh. Jesus, supernaturally conceived. Christianity is built and based on the supernatural Christ. Cannot have the Christian faith without the supernatural birth of Jesus Christ. Those who reject the virgin birth reject the keystone component of our faith. And the church said, Amen. Do you know, church, that the virgin birth displays the power of God? The conception of Jesus was accomplished by the power of God. Not only that, but the virgin birth declares the purpose of God. Jesus came for a purpose. The scripture says that he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. From the very outset, his own set out to exterminate him. You know the story. The king, the Jews, all these individuals set out to kill Jesus. The Bible says that his earthly parents were warned in a dream and they responded to that warning to save his life. The Bible says that they hid in Egypt to protect his purpose. Oh, I thank God here today that they hid in Egypt because it helps me to understand something very, very important. That Jesus was not blonde hair and blue eyes. Let me run that by us one more time, because y'all y'all thinking about Christmas toys and food right now. We're in church right now, y'all. Amen. I said he was not blonde hair and blue eyes. Nothing wrong with that, but let's set the history record straight, because you can't hide a blonde hair, blue-eyed baby in Egypt. Amen, somebody. Look at that. Who's hiding in that scripture, in that picture? And so the point of the matter is we have to set the historical record straight that Jesus had a purpose, his life had a purpose, and to protect that purpose, God warned his family to hide him, and they hid him in Egypt. I thank God here today that they went out hiding in Egypt because they knew that this child had a purpose. The scripture says in Matthew chapter 1, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The Son of God came for a purpose. One of the purposes was to provide atonement for sins. That's why I'm shouting happy this morning, because I thank God that he came as an atonement for my sins. This is, this is a central understanding for salvation. His birth set in motion the events that led him to the cross. He took upon himself the sins of the world. The Bible says, listen to what the scripture says in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15. Here is a trustworthy saying, deserves all acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. 
And then the apostolic writer said, of whom I am the worst. Lord, I thank you that you came to save a sinner like me. Is there anybody else here just grateful to God that he came to save sinners? And the scripture says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So that means that that Christ child came for all of us. No matter where you live, he came for you. No matter your race, he came for you. No matter your socioeconomic background, he came for you. No matter how many degrees that you have on your wall, he came for you. No matter what you're going through or dealing with, I thank God here today that all of us qualify and each of us need to realize that Jesus came to save sinners and all of us are the worst. Oh, somebody help me give God praise this morning if you know that he came to save us. He's more than a baby. He's a savior. And I thank God here today that he came for atonement for sins. The incarnation signifies God's profound plan for reconciling humanity to himself. It is written in 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 that God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting our sins against us. And this reconciliation was made possible through Jesus' birth, life, death, and resurrection. Jesus, by becoming flesh, set the stage for the ultimate sacrifice that would atone for the sins of all humanity. That's why I'm shouting, Jesus, the Lamb of God, took upon himself the sins of the world. The scripture says, look, behold, the Lamb of God that takes upon and takes away the sins of the world. He came for the purpose of atoning for sin. Not only that, but Jesus came to offer access to God. The incarnation is seen as a demonstration of God's desire to have a personal relationship with people. By becoming human, God bridged the gap between divine and the human, making it possible for us to relate to God in a more personal way. The scripture says in the Gospel of John, notice John 1 and 18 says, No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who himself is God, and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. Jesus came to offer access to God. Notice what it says in 1 Timothy 2 and 5. For there is one God. Help me say one God. One mediator between God and mankind. The man, Christ Jesus. The Bible says that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The scripture says, and the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And then in verse 14, it says, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And this act of humility and love 
brings God closer to our experiences and that's why we ought to give God praise today because you have we have access to God through Christ Jesus have you ever called his name I said have you ever called his name that's access has he ever filled your room and you felt his presence that's access has he ever encouraged your heart when you just didn't know what to do, but some kind of way God gave you the strength to take another step? That's access. Have you ever had to clap and cry at the same time? And in some way you kept clapping and kept crying and God helped you to make it through? That's access. Have you ever looked around your life and didn't know what you were going to do and how you were going to make it, but some kind of way you did it, you made it? That's access. Have you ever stayed up all night not knowing how things were going to work out and God fixed it and turned it around? That's access. Have you ever messed up in your life and didn't think that God was going to forgive you, but you gave it over to God and he wiped the slate clean? Help me say, that's access. Thank you, Jesus, that you gave us access to God. Oh, give him praise, church. Give him praise. If you're really happy that you got access to God, give God praise. If you know if it had not been for the Lord giving you an open door to the throne room of God where you can lift up your hands and say, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. There's no other help. I know there's access. Oh, give him praise. So give God the glory. Hallelujah. He came to give us access to God. God did not choose to remain distant. I thank God that God did not practice social distancing with us. Hallelujah. He didn't keep six feet distance from us. He says, touch my nails, touch my hand. He was born in the flesh as a baby. They held him, they hold, they, they touched him. Why? Because God wants us to know that I understand your sorrows. I understand your pain. I know what you're going through. I understand how it feels. I'm here because I know, I thank God here today that we have access. Hallelujah. What a wonderful Savior that would help us to understand that we can bring God everything and he understands exactly how we feel. Hallelujah. Does that make you shout happy this morning, church? I said, does that make you shout happy this morning that God knows how you feel? And then lastly, Jesus came to fulfill the promise of God with us. Thank you, Jesus. Bible says, uses the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. This promise extends beyond the Christmas story because he's with us right now. Help me say he's still with us. It's a continuous assurance of God's presence in our lives. In every challenge, every joy, Every moment of our existence, God is with us. Hallelujah. He's with us. He's guiding. He's comforting. He's strengthening us. And guess what, church? He's everything that we need. He's all that we need. In our ups and in our downs, he's everything that we need. He is sufficient. 
He is the great I am in whom all revelation unites. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginner and the perfecter of our faith. He is the only one. He is the holy one. He is the living word of God, the promised savior to whom all scripture points. He's everything that we need. He is the only begotten son of God who laid aside his glory and took upon flesh to become the son of God and the son of man. Guess what church? Not only is he everything that we need, but he always takes care of us. That's the reason to clap right there. If you know that he always takes care of you. He's with us right now. You're not alone. God is with us. He's the light of the world. He's the only true light shining the way back to God. He is the one. He's the bright and morning star. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way. He shows us the way. And guess what, church? He takes care of our future. Some are worried about tomorrow, but I want you to know that God has already worked out your tomorrow. You've made it almost through 2023. You've had some ups. You've had some downs. But if you look back over your life, if you're able to look back over your life, you just miss your shout right there. I said, if you're able to look back over your life, I said, if you're able to look back over your life, that means you made it through all of those ups and downs. You didn't make it because of your own strength. You made it because of Emmanuel. He's with us right now. He's in us right now. He fills the room. His glory is here. He surrounds us with his presence. Hallelujah. You don't have to worry about the future because the future is in his hands. He's with us here. He's with us there. Thank you, Jesus. He was with us then. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. He's already worked out your future. So you don't have to worry because you have Emmanuel. He's with us right now. And he'll be with you all the days of your life. Give him praise, church. Give God the glory. Hallelujah. A few days ago, I found myself shopping didn't know what size to purchase. Read the label. The label said, one size fits all. I said, well, I just really don't matter then. Uh, because this product is sufficient. Help me say sufficient for whoever has it. And I got to thinking about it, church, and I said, in some way, that's how God, that's how God is. That's what my Savior is like. He's all sufficient. No matter who you are, no matter what you need, one Savior fits all. I mean, whatever you need, he has it in his hand. Whatever you're going through, you can turn to him. Help me say, one Savior fits all. Doesn't matter your background, one Savior. Y'all talk back to me now. Y'all talk back to me. I said, doesn't matter your background, one savior. Doesn't matter your bank account, one savior. He's an all-sufficient savior, worthy to be praised. Give God glory that that baby born in Bethlehem is with us right now. Go over to the graves of the most famous individuals who have ever walked this planet. They are not there. They're gone, no longer here. You go over to 
those who might want to follow Islam. Muhammad, he's not here. Go over to any other faith tradition that you can think of. Gone. But guess who's still here? Y'all gonna help me have church here today? Guess who's still here? Mary's baby. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. Laid him in the manger. Find somebody and say, he's still here. I said, find somebody tell him, he's still here. Left Bethlehem. Walked through Nazareth. Walked the shores of Galilee. Walked down in Jerusalem. Picked up an old rugged cross. Gave his hands to the nails. Gave his feet to the spike. Gave his side to the spear. Gave his head to the crown. Gave his body to the grave. Died. Stayed in the grave. But guess what, y'all? He's still here. I said, he's still here. Death couldn't hold him. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Give God praise in the house of the Lord. God is with us. And as long as we continue to walk with him and give him our lives, our souls, don't you know that everything is going to be all right? Oh, yes. We have some difficult days, but we serve a God who's with us. His abiding presence. He said in his word that I would never leave you nor forsake you. He's with you right now. You thought you were carrying that heavy load by yourself? No. He's with you. And because he's with you, he gives us strength. Do I have a witness here that can help me testify that God can give you strength? Years ago, we came from Kroger's. My son wanted to help us bring the groceries in. And he looked at one of the heaviest bags and said, that's the one he want to try to help, help me with. He went and tried to pick it up, couldn't get it. So I picked it up, put it in his hand. And he walked, and I kept my hand on it. He was walking. I kept my hand on it. And he was walking like he was the strongest man on the planet. But the only reason why he was able to carry that heavy load is because daddy was with him. But if daddy took his hand off the load that he thought he was carrying, the load would have crushed him. And I want you to know here this morning that the only reason you are here right now and the loads of life have not crushed you is because your heavenly father the son Jesus Christ has his hand on you. He's with you. And what you think you're carrying by yourself, it's been him all the time. Help me say, God is with me. And as long as you keep your hand in God's hand, he'll help you walk this life. And people will look at you and say, how in the world are you carrying that heavy load? And our testimony ought to be, God is with me. How are you making it on that job? God is with me. How did you raise those children? 
God is with me. How did you make it when you lost loved ones and friends and all this stuff in your life? How did you make it? God is with me. He's still here. And church, let us celebrate this Christmas season, remembering all that he is, all that he will be, and all that he has been in our lives. Amen. Give him praise, church. Give God praise. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. You may be here today. You say, Pastor, I'm ready to make my decision for the Lord. I'm ready to give my life to Christ. I'm ready to make Mount Vernon my church home. We want to extend that invitation to you now. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, I'm ready today. This is a great day to give your life, your heart to the Lord. The door is open for you. If that's you, if that's you today, Pastor, this is my time. In church, God has been blessing us all year. The Lord has blessed us. God has been blessing us. I tell you, we set a goal for souls as a church family over the last 12 months to have 250 new souls and new members join our church. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.